Finally, welcome back to another episode of What About Now. Hello. Wow. Yes, we've been we've been off the air for a little bit. Uh, many many apologies to our listener, <clears throat> but uh, you can probably hear it in my voice. It's this has been due to Flumageddon 2018. Wow, we've both first first Darren got it, then then I got it, and uh, I'm still. I mean, I still have it. I'm about two weeks in, and uh, I'm probably another week or two before I get rid of it. But uh, <coughs> excuse me. But uh, so yeah, so. Yeah, I, I I had it not nearly as bad as you did, but I I had it first. Oh, yeah. and, oh uh, my god! Now my kids have gotten it. The the oldest got it the end of last week, and she was sick for a couple of days and got over it. But now my youngest came down with it today. So, oh man. yeah, yeah, it's been fun in, so, in our house. Oh, man, flume again. It's been hitting everybody. So it's, it's, by the time we get this post, to be like a month since our last one, but. We don't like it, you know, going that far, but you know things happen. Gotta, gotta get healed so we can give a proper show with the proper level of quality that everybody's used to. Yeah, you know I mean, medi- <laughs> mediocre at best, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a barely passable level of quality, but yeah, you know how exactly. We we yeah. We, we guarantee to you you'll chortle chortle at least once during a podcast. Maybe a light, a light chuckle. What is a chortle? Can you please define a chortle? I think it's 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 more than a chuckle, but less than a full-throated laugh. It's something it's more, it's more slightly a, greater more than like a chuckle. A, yeah, it's more of a... You know, a <laughs> where, where does a guffaw fall into there? That's what I want to know. Uh, that's a good question. I think that's, that's even a little bit greater than a, a, a chortle. I think the chortle comes from the throat area... And the guffaw comes from like the abdominal area. It's like a, a projected chortle. Huh. And a giggle? What about a giggle? A giggle that's something that usually has a more feminine connotation, so like a high pitch also involving tickling me somewhere on my body with a feather. I don't know. Uh sure. Either that or it's a cheesy late eighties horror film starring the guy from Law and Order. That was Dr. Giggles. The guy from Law Order. Are, are you talking about the late, great um, Larry Drake? Yes, oh, I just the, pulled that out of my ass. Wow. Yes, Larry Drake from Law and Order <laughs> and, and Darkman. Don't forget Darkman. Darkman and, he, and Dr. Giggles. I remember. Okay, I'm going to go even one. I'm going to go one more on you. Very early in his career, I remember watching on TV. It's a horror movie called, it was called The Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. I see you and I raise you that. You know that one? I do not know that one. But was he not in a Star Trek Next Generation episode as well? I don't know if he was. But honestly, the first time I ever... So Larry Drake was... You know, he passed away a couple years ago, sad yes. to say. But um, he was known for... Lauren Orr for playing a... Like, a, what do they call it? Um, a mentally challenged person? Is that yes. the correct terminology now? These mentally challenged... No, like um, a special needs person. I think that's the correct term now. He was... Um, he played a special needs character. Because he had sort of a look about him. But... Um, and the sort of was, I guess that was like sort of a recurring thing in his career. Because again, because like in the early '80s, he played, he played um, a special needs kid. He was probably in his twenties. Okay. And, and then like he was he was framed for a attack, and then they murdered him. And then because he, he was like hiding, dressed up as a scarecrow, and then they like they killed him. Like you know the Southern boys killed him, and uh, then he came back to life, and was uh, like murdering, getting his revenge. But that's that's the earliest role i remember 
Larry Drake from. If that, that sounds, that's the correct that name. Sounds, right? That sounds delightfully cheesy. It was great. I mean, yeah. like it's it was the early days, and yeah. I think it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. But um, and obviously he was the bad guy, Dark Man. He was Benny on Law and Order, and yep. uh, from what I hear, he was a real nice guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he was. So. But uh, one of those character actors. You know who just passed away yesterday? Uh, uh, um, from Frasier. Mahoney, John Mahoney. Yeah, John Mahoney, yes. Yes, good actor. Yeah, he was great. I love it. He was in all kinds of roles. He oh. was in, he was in, uh, see, I remember he had a bit part in the, was it the Polanski movie, um, with Harrison Ford? What was that one? Remember that one? Oh, yes. What was it? Um, um his wife was kidnapped or something. Yes. Ugh. Uh, Relentless, was it Relentless, Relentless. or something? Something like that. he was. He was in. Uh, he played. Uh, he was in. Uh, was it the Cusack movie? Iomi Sky. Cusack was say anything. He played the father. Yes, yeah, say Sky and say anything. Yes, I remember that one. But Mahoney, yeah, just yes. all over the place. Yeah, of course he was known for. Oh, you know, actually, you know, my favorite role, Mahoney was um, the father from uh, She's the One. God, do you remember she? You want to talk a double whammy because the soundtrack was done by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers That's right. Yes, yes. And that Mahoney the played the dad uh, of Ed, Edward Ed Burns. Burns and Jennifer Aniston, correct? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Okay, okay. See, this and, is uh, this yeah. is what you missed, audience. You missed talks of Larry Drake and she's the one. I mean, come on. John you Mahoney. know you've, and you've pe- missed this for the past people think month. I'm cheating. I'm doing this from memory. I am, you know, I... I I'm not. I'm looking all the stuff. I'm just strictly from memory. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, m- most people don't know how you uh, you have the uncanny ability to keep absolutely positively useless things in your head at all times. Yeah, but like if my daughter's sick and my wife's like, "Okay, you need to call our daughter's pediatrician." I'm like, "Uh, <laughs> where's the number for Doctor Giggles?" <laughs> I, 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 okay, I don't know it. I don't know it, but I know if I go to Google's map, Google, I know where it is. So I could go to the map and like click on the location of the building. It'll bring me up the phone number. <laughs> it's like, I can get to it. It's like, I don't know it, but I know how to get to it. But like, come on, you know. Um, I'm trying to think. I was going to tell a story about, it was in a similar, uh, sorry, I was going to it was in a similar vein of, uh, well, sorry, when I dialed 911. It's like, I guess I get, this is just a little story about being sick. But, like, <clears throat> I told earlier the story about, like, my wife in the middle of the night was having this pain. And, like, my phone was asking me these random questions. It's like, when you're groggy or you're sick or whatever and you're trying to figure something out. So, like, like my doctor had me loaded up on, like, every drug known to man. Like, like I was on Tamiflu. I was on antibody, you know, azithromycin, a Z-pack. Because, like, first of all, the doctor wasn't even sure what the hell I had, because like, it sounded like the flu, but then like when I went to the office, I took the flu test, and the flu test came back negative. She's like, well, I don't believe that for a second, because it sounds <laughs> like you have every symptom of the flu. Wow. And uh, so she's like, yeah, it's whatever. So like, I'm just, she's just throwing everything at me. Like, basically, like, the only thing I wasn't taking was like an anti, anti-amoeba drug. I was taking a little anti- Antibacterial, antiviral. <laughs> well, maybe throw in a little antifungal just to be safe. But like, really, the only thing is like amoebas is the only thing I was worried about at that point. But uh, the stupid—I swear to God—I'm trying like I'm groggy, and I'm trying to take my—I uh, think it was—I don't know if it was the Z Pack or the Tamiflu, but like, I swear to God, they put a novel, 
they put this insert into the box. Like on the back of the box, it says, you know, for dosage, see the insert. Okay, and of course, and I shit you not, the insert is like a, is like a three by five foot, like you could like sail a raft across the Caribbean with this insert. Oh, jeez. Like this giant piece of fake paper that you unfold, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just trying to find the stupid instructions, and like, and it has every possible like side effect, and it has like the molecular structure, you know, the, the method of function or whatever they call it, but, <clears throat> and like I'm looking for the dosage, and I'm like I'm sick, and I can't even like open my eyes, although I'm like so, feel like such crap, and I can't even open my eyes all the way, and my eyesight's not that good to begin with, like for little tiny writing, you know. And, uh, and I'm trying to just find the normal goddamn dosage for this. And, like, it's like, okay, look, oh, look, it has, like, the, pre- you know, if you're pregnant, if you're a child, if you have low kidney function, here's this. I'm like, come on, seriously. Why don't you just put, like, the normal, I'm an adult, I'm like a normal, middle-aged, overweight, <laughs> bald guy. Just put that first, you know? Where's, like, the normal adult dosage? In, like, big letters. Look, what do you do? You just take, take a pill. Take one pill every, twice a fucking day or whatever it was, you know. I'm pretty sure it was the Tamiflu. It was like it was like so goddamn ridiculous, and I'm just it, so this was just another example of this like, I can barely function and barely keep my eyes open, and I'm like having to read a novel that was like, like the guy who does this calligraphy is the same guy who's like writing the Lord's Prayer and ahead of a on like a fucking grain of rice in his spare time, you know. Like, oh my god. Whatever. Yeah, look, we have the complete works of William Shakespeare on the grain of rice. And let me get back to my writing my instructions for taking Tamiflu. Oh my can you can you can and, you uh, can you imagine the micro machines guy reading those instructions to you? Um, yes. What was his name? Do you remember his name? I'll 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 leave that to you to to, to remind us of that. Wow, because he was he was the commercial guy. Did so many products. Remember he did. I think he, he did He's, one of the... What did he do, he started off with FedEx. Thing? FedEx was his FedEx, first one. FedEx, right. Yeah. And then he went it's over to Micro Machines. Guy. Yeah, yeah. he was a fast talker. He did talker. so much stuff. Yeah. But essentially, yeah. It would have taken him like at least three hours to get through the <laughs> dosage and all the, the paperwork from the Tamiflu, whatever it was. But uh, it was just really annoying because like, they had every possible like, like um, category. But like, can't you just start with like just normal? Adult, if you're an adult, this you take take it twice a day for five days it's like it's like no i'm not any better i don't want to think i'm better than all the other groups like you know if you're all elderly there's your dosage if you're a kid there's dosage if you have low kidney functions like i'm not i don't feel like i'm better than but like i mean clearly my kidneys are better than them but like overall <laughs> you're just looking for other than average, my kidneys i mean average guy dosage <laughs> Average person, not even a guy, just like just your average, non-pregnant guy. So anyway, so like that's that's like the thing I had to deal with the sickness. That was like the most challenging thing with the sickness was actually trying to figure out what the dosage was when like, I'm tired, I can't keep my eyes open. It's like, two font, two point font, and I have like a hundred one fever. You know. God. Wow. Yeah. But that was like my biggest challenge. So and how and so how long were you sick for? Like how long did the fever run? Uh, let's see. So it hit me. I mean, what's what's today? Tuesday. So I mean, I'm going on two weeks now. But the fever was like the first three days. Wow. It it really hit me on Tuesday, and I didn't get past it till about Friday. And then like people, you know, this whole hey Tylenol versus 
um, ad, you know, uh, acetaminophen versus ibuprofen. Right. But like, I was taking Advil and it wasn't doing squat, and uh, my fever didn't break till I took Tylenol. Now, my question is for regular listeners: Do you think it's possible that because I was taking the not actual Advil, I was taking the ibuprofen that was like ten dollars cheaper? Do you think that's why it didn't work? <laughs> Oh, yes, let's throw back to the uh, generic versus yeah. store brand. Because, um, like, you, you can save 10 bucks by just getting, like, the the ibuprofen as well, opposed to the well, Advil. Well, you know what? There's only one way to find out, and that is the next time you get sick with something like this, try the store brand Advil. I mean, yeah, start, try the uh, the name brand Advil. The name brand, okay. Yeah, and, and not, the, not the generic, because if you use generic this time, Go with the name brand and see if you... That's not going to prove anything, though, because if it just happens to break my fever because that's the virus that I have or whatever, right. that's not scientific or whatever. It's just, like, totally luck of the draw. It could be a different virus. This is true. So, But, like, so, yeah. So, anyway, so I, I guess because I was taking the $2 um, ibuprofen, it didn't work, but then I was taking actual Tylenol. And it, that's the thing that broke my fever. So, like, it was, like, from Tuesday, like, Tuesday to Thursday or Friday is when I had a fever. Yeah, because I had still had a fever at the doctor's office on Friday. So, so why didn't you go with the generic Tylenol? Was it acetaminophen? Oh, just, it's just, just what my wife got. Yeah. That's just what she bought. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I had, I don't know. I think I had it already. Oh, okay. I, I, can't, I don't know. I honestly don't remember. But uh, I think you had I, a, I was taking... You had a, a, a bottle of the poison tampered Tylenol from the 80s. Just sitting oh, in Oh, wow. Your... Wow, that's going to be like a collector's item. Like yeah. if I had it for so long. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that's funny you mentioned that. But like, let's say, what are the odds that like somebody bought like a poison Tylenol from the 80s and just like put it in the back of a closet somewhere? And they're like, oh, look, it's an old bottle. And then they put it up on eBay. Hey, look, it's a classic bottle. <laughs> It's in somebody. It's in some someone's grandmother's medicine cabinet right now. Oh wow! <laughs> now remember, remember that was like pre-safety seal. That was the well, whole reason they did that's the safety the whole reason. seal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because of those points, and they never even figured out who it was. Yeah. Wow. For for, for, for our younger yeah. viewers in the eighties, some sick fuck decided to tamper with Tylenol bottles, <coughs> and and what what poison did he use? Was it arsenic? Oh, I don't know, something like that, cyanide yeah. or arsenic, Cyan- like cyanide that, or arsenic, and decided to poison the Tylenol pills, and several people died, and that is why we. And they have, never caught. They never caught. They them, never. Yeah. yeah, and that is why we have the safety seals on uh, our medicine now. So. Oh my God! And it took like man, it just trying to open up the package of Tamiflu was like. It was crazy. That's another thing. It's like when you need it the most, it's when you run into the biggest problems. Yeah, like you exactly. can't get that, that package open. That's why you should always buy your medicine when it's healthy and pre-open it so it's ready to go. Huh. That, there's nothing could go wrong with that. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it. I always keep my medicine in the in the in the bathroom because when I shower, I want to I want to make sure that plenty it keeps the war uh, gets the the medicine warm. Because nothing like humidity for uh, sealed medicine to keep, it, to keep it longer, you know? You know, and that's... I'm actually kind of surprised you don't do that. Let's say you have... I would best describe hypochondriac-type tendencies. I'm really kind of surprised that you don't have a medicine cabinet already filled with one of, like, everything. 
just in case. You know, kind of like your hurricane supply medicine cabinet. Who says I don't? Uh, well, you if you're struggling to open it while you're sick, apparently you didn't. Oh, you mean like, not only do I have everything, but I have one of everything open already? Is ready to go. Just ready to go, yeah. Well, no, because then it won't last as long. I mean, hmm. Maybe, but you do make a good point. Like, maybe if I feel like I'm getting sick, that's the time. Because, like, I knew, so I knew I was getting sick. So Tuesday night, no, sorry, Monday night, I started to get a drip. And, like, I know the drip. It's like, well, let's see, I didn't do any cocaine. So I have this drip. By the way, that's a joke. I've never done cocaine. Um, Today. That's, like, another, no, no, no. That's, like, another fantasy. It's, like, if I have, like, some sort of terminal illness and I'm, like, my last week, it's, like, I've always wanted to try crack. I'm on my last two days. Why not? But, uh, no. I, uh, so I had this drip, and I'm, like, oh, I'm getting sick. And then by Tuesday, it wasn't full-on fever, but it was, like, kind of cough. It was, um, like, nasally kind of thing, but it wasn't... I don't think it was quite yet. The fever didn't hit till like, that evening. And so you're right. So I could have, like, like Monday night or even Tuesday morning, I'm like, all right, I'm going to open the this, I'm going to open the that, I'm going to open one of each. Yeah. And I should... Okay, put the, put on the checklist, yeah. I, I, I think that's a, I think that's a good, good, good way to do it. So... I, I, I had a, th- a thought about what you just said. Of like, you're going to do, like, heroin whenever the world's ending. I'm trying to imagine what you would have done about a month or so ago when they had that missile alert in Hawaii. If Hawaii. you had lived in Hawaii, would you have been doing, like, heroin in that half hour and then, like, oh, sorry, false alarm. And there you go. You're addicted to heroin <laughs> over a false alarm. Well, can I get it that fast, though? Because are you assuming I'm going to also stockpile the heroin? As part of my emergency fund, I mean, my I don't know. Maybe or... maybe you live in a seedy enough neighborhood where you know where to go to get it in in that half hour. <laughs> that's the thing. That that's a lot of pressure. Like, okay, there's only thirty minutes left. Okay, where do I where do I get the smack? Huh. Well, well, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that they necessarily had, thought they had thirty minutes left to live. It was that it took thirty minutes to correct the mistake. So for thirty minutes, those people thought a missile was incoming. Right, because for 30 minutes, the governor's like, is my Twitter password 12345 or 54321? Exactly. Did you, see the, did you see the stat about Pornhub usage with that, with that whole thing? No, I did, oh, I did not. What happened? So this is hilarious. So during the, the, the missile crisis, uh, the, the false missile alert in Hawaii, uh, it, was in De- it was in December. Um, apparently, Pornhub, they actually kind of track their average, like, daily use and yeah. they track their even their like hourly so yeah the the they showed it was on a saturday they showed their usage the <laughs> a graph for their usage of Pornhub visits in hawaii leading up to the missile false alert was the average normal saturday usage for Pornhub. during the false alarm Pornhub usage dropped tremendously but it did not bottom out it did not bottom out. So I think it was very funny that during the, the, the missile crisis, there were still some people who decided, I'm going to let one go before I die. <laughs> but See, the, I would want to know. But the, hold on, hold on. Is, the best okay. part, the best part about this is that after the alert was, was, was determined to be false and the all clear sign was given, Pornhub usage spiked <laughs> tremendously. 
compared to that time of day on every other Saturday. It went through the roof. So not only well, were some that's people... That's one of those like... Uh... That's one of those, oh, thank God I'm alive. Let me enjoy life. Exactly. People were masturbating during the crisis, and then they were really <laughs> masturbating after the crisis. <laughs> but my question would be, was there a particular spike in like a weird genre of porn? Like, I can remember conveyor belt porn. Remember we talked about like fuzzy dice? Fuzzy dice conveyor belt porn spiked it dramatically. <laughs> Midgets on horsebacks went through the roof. That's all I want to know. It's like, like maybe there was like some sort of weird, like uh, missile, something missile related. Like, uh, ooh, I wonder. <laughs> the 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 Doctor Strange Love porn parody was a uh, was a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna let you know what yeah. the slim uh, slim Pickens uh, character was riding on the way down in that one, but. <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh, I've never seen Doctor Strange though. I probably should. Right? Oh, you haven't? I, 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 I've watched it. I remember it being good, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I actually have to watch it. I mean, anyway. it's Kubrick, so I mean, I gotta, I gotta put that on the list. Just so many things I've missed. Although there is a great I line know. in it, gentlemen, gentlemen, stop fighting. This is the war room for crying out loud. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> great line. What else? So. Oh, unless we mention it's we're two days out of the beautiful Super Bowl. Yes, yes, congratulations, Philadelphia Eagles. Not because I care much about you, but because you're not the New England Patriots. Exactly. Oh, by the way, did we bother to say that this is the What About Now podcast? I don't know if we said that. Did you say that? I believe I did. If, okay. If not, this is the What About Now podcast, if you want to drop it. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, hey. That was a really long, cold opening. Yes, very long, cold opening, so. But uh, congratulations to the Eagles, and fuck you, Tom Brady. Fuck you, New England. Um, (laughs) Fuck you very much. Although the riots were lovely. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I thought about about it, and I'm like, I ended up rooting for a football team whose fans turned over cars, burned their city, and one of them even ate horse shit from a police horse off the street, I guess on a bet. All this happened with wait, this... Wait, 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 hold a second. But did he win the bet or lose the bet? Well, I think he, I think a little of both. <laughs> no matter what no matter what bet that, that, it is, he's like, I bet you I'll eat... If I, you know, if I lose, I'll eat some horses. Like, what? That's... You always... That's always the terms of the bet, Dave. Like, what do you... What? Just go eat the horse shit. Go ahead. He, he, he was... Like... He's a loser either way. But, but, yeah, I... <laughs> It made me really think. This is the fan base for the team I was rooting for, and yet it's still better than the New England Patriots. Still better uh, than well, the New England it, Patriots. Yeah, I mean, it gets even better because they greased all the poles, like for what was it for the champion NFC Championship game? Like they were yeah to prevent people poles from climbing people, them or whatever. I don't know why. The and fuck. people still climbed them, and they had to switch what they were using. They had to switch to hydraulic fluid because, like, we need something slippier, be- slip, sli- Some, slipperier, something more slipperier viscous. Because, <laughs> yes, because uh, less viscous or less viscous. Um, yes. Because what they used the first time wasn't good enough. So, like, there's a whole group of people in like some, you know, office somewhere. Like, all right, we got to get something better to keep the the, the idiots off of the climbing the light poles. Ah. <laughs> uh. Maybe that's like a, 
like, like they teach that in the high schools and I don't know in gym class. It's always about climbing grease poles. I don't know. Oh, I I guess so. Welcome to Philadelphia. Florida. It was always the rope, but I guess in Philly it's the greased pole. Yeah. I I like look. The Eagles kind of answered my question whether or not I ever went to visit Philadelphia. <laughs> so the answer is yeah, I could wait. Uh, there's a couple of things I've been you know I've had some fun I. I've been to the Rocky statue. I've run up the steps at the museum, and I've posed next to the Rocky statue. Hey, Rocky statue, Liberty Bell. Time to go home. Pretty much, yeah. The funny thing is that everybody, there's like so many people visiting the art museum, not a single one of them goes inside. They just run up the steps (laughs) and and dance around and leave. (laughs) They should really charge the admission for the steps because... (laughs) They should. Because nobody ever goes into the museum. They just run up the steps. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, the the statue. And if you look at the history of the movie, like, that was just a prop for the movie, and it used to be at the top of the steps, but then, like, at some point they just moved it to the bottom. Now it's, like, permanently at the bottom of the steps and <laughs> off to the side. So it's cool. It's, it's lovely. I've been, I've stood on the steps of the art museum, and uh, I, didn't even, I hadn't even watched Rocky 1 or 2. Last weekend, when I was sick and the wife had taken the kid out to do whatever, I kind of, that's right, they were doing a Rocky Marathon on one of the shows, and so I was kind of looking at that, and I sort of, on demand, was watching Rocky 2 a little bit, so, like, I hadn't actually watched it from start to finish. Oh, really? Wow. Rocky 3 is just great, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching that, like, when I was a kid, when it came out, like, on cable, Rocky 3, but no, that's that's the shit right there, Rocky 3, man. <laughs> but, um, Philly, yeah, Philly's interesting. Uh, I want to go to the Franklin Institute, the Ben Franklin Institute, because that, you know, Ben Franklin was, uh, he was, he was the man. Yeah, oh, hey. Invented so not many things, confused. loved whores, what, can't, what, what's not to like about Ben Franklin? It's surprising he didn't invent something whore-related, like a, like a modern condom for the time. You, you would have thought that he would have put those passions together, right? You would think so, yeah. It's funny, you know, the passion didn't lead him that way, so. Oh man, but uh, Philly. My first, my first taste of Philly was in because my wife is from Philadelphia, suburban Philadelphia. So, and now I live about an hour and a half or so away. So I've had many, many trips, at least to the suburbs of Philly. Not too many downtown. Obviously, we talked about the podcast where I went downtown because I went to the Philly Zoo. Yeah, that was the 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 day after Watching I watched Split. Uh, Split. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but. Um, my first experience with Philadelphia was back in '09, um, Thanksgiving, and it was just my first taste of Philly was like, get off the plane, get in the car, go downtown to my wife's favorite Chinese restaurant, and it's like 35 degrees and rainy and about 20 mile an hour wind. And I'm like, wow, this really sucks. <laughs> wow, it just wow, that's it, that that's it. That's... But. Um, so, uh, there's, there's oh, go the ahead. best part about Philly, honestly, for those who aren't in the know, just like the best part about Boston are the food courts. There's a food court in uh, downtown Philly called Reading Terminal Market, which is a square city block food court. It's pretty good. It's pretty amazing. And then Boston has Faneuil Hall, which is the same thing. It's like probably like, two, it's two, it's not as wide, but it's like really long and it's just a giant food court, like everything you could possibly think of. So, like, the best part about the cities are, like, the really fancy-schmancy food courts. It's just ten Dunkin' Donuts in Boston. We know that. Come on. 
<laughs> All right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then the one time I've been to Boston, my wife and I, we took the walking tour of the city. We saw the grave of John Hancock. And I swear to God, the grave of John Hancock is a giant phallus. There's a giant, you know, like obelisk marking the grave of John Hancock. And that was beautiful. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do it once. I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I think maybe I'll visit Boston whenever Brady and Belichick are gone. So, they, they, I mean, they, I was they there. have tainted Ooh. that city for me. So, I mean, you can't, I, don't know. I mean, Boston was an interesting city. Just it's worth a visit. Oh, of course. Everything yeah. is the city of Boston. I mean, like uh, I got to walk by the. Um, we happen to be staying in Back Bay, which. You know, it means nothing to anybody except people who've been to Boston. But uh, we, right near the hotel, a couple blocks from the hotel, we were walking down the street, and obviously I got a picture of standing in front of Boston Market in Boston. And uh, right across the street was the the Berkeley School of Music. And I'm like, oh wow, that's where Amy Mann, like, dropped out of when she was in college. <laughs> Went to the Berkeley School of Music, so that was like my little ooh, you know. <laughs> You're stalking. But, uh, you're stalking Amy Mann forty years ago. I'm not still. Uh, no, you're stalking oh. her forty years ago. You went to where she went to college, so you're you're only forty years behind her. You know. That's not really. That doesn't count as stalking if it's forty years after well, she's been there. You know. At that point, that's archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, I did want to touch on something, uh, or uh-huh. I, I want you to yeah. touch on it. So we teased it last podcast. <coughs> I'd like to hear how. Single parenting went for you. It was what? No. For, was it for a week? Ten days? How long was the uh, duration? No, it was like, it was two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. <coughs> so first, Friday to Friday. first question, I, I'm making the assumption your daughter is still alive and well, correct? She is still alive oh. and she's not in state custody. Very good. Okay. So. No, just county custody. Oh, county. Oh, okay. Okay. No, you, no, no, no. you, still, you still have visitation rights with your daughter, correct? I do. Okay, okay. Yes, every morning she visits me and wakes my ass up about 8 a.m. if I'm lucky. <laughs> Same thing. She, like, stomps in to my bedroom from her bedroom and comes over and says, Daddy, get up. Yep. So. But, uh. So how yeah, did it, it go? Went, felt, it went. Okay, so no surprises, first of all. Um, no surprises. Saying, you know, we stuck to routine. Um, obviously I was doing everything. Normally my wife and I, we split the duties, but I was doing, you know, always doing all the thing, always doing the bedtime, always doing, there was no like elbowing my wife, like, Hey, you know, you get up, let me sleep in. There's none of that. So, okay. You know, um, I think I was actually going to bed a little bit earlier because I knew that come hell or high water, like anywhere from seven thirty to eight in the morning, my daughter's going to be coming to the room, waking my ass up. So right. actually I think I was going to bed a little bit earlier, but, uh. So like no no surprises in terms of routine, I had to you know I had to pick up a couple extra things I normally didn't do like, like obviously I had to worry about meals every day. My my wife most of the time worries about dinner and stuff, not not necessarily cooks because I cook but, um like every day I had to think about hey what is she having for dinner and I, <clears throat> but uh, so that was no, my first challenge was the rice aroni challenge because. Like, a few weeks before my wife left, I attempted to make rice aroni for the first time, and it did not go well. 
it was not the San Francisco treat. No, it was the San Francisco treat uh, in the same way that AIDS was the San Francisco treat in like the early eighties. Oh, in other words, it too was soon. not. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not making fun of AIDS. I'm saying that. I'm saying that was. I'm saying that was horrible. I'm saying that AIDS was horrible in the early eighties, and and it was it was worse than my rice roll but just barely. No, no, no. AIDS was a horrible epidemic, and so was my rice roll. Um, but uh, no, please don't send letters. Actually, send letters because I want to know if somebody's listening. Yeah, even if it's a pissed off uh, listener, hey, you can still get <laughs> no, a box no. of crap. AIDS is bad. AIDS is bad. Um, but uh, the rice aroni. So, so I I tried like so like my wife just like go make rice aroni like no, no help, no hints, no nothing. So like I read the box, and it went horrible. I, I don't if you can try to imagine this, but like. Can you imagine the concept of me burning and undercooking the same food? Because wow. I managed to burn and undercook <laughs> rice aroni at the same time. Can you even can you even get your head around that? Well, I have had barbecue chicken that was both greasy and dry, so <laughs> I don't know how that worked, but it did. It was greasy and um, dry. So for those of you who don't know, it's a two-step process. First, you're supposed to brown the rice roni in like a in a skillet, and then you add water and you're supposed to cook it till so. And so like I burnt it when I was browning it, and then I took it off too soon, so it was both burnt because it smelled like burnt popcorn, but had the consistency of undercooked rice. Oh, like way too way too soggy. Lovely. Okay, so that that was my first attempt, but that was before. Um, that was before my two weeks. Oh, okay. Of uh, single parenting, and then so I was like, "Well, I got to get right back on that horse," and uh, I managed to do a success. I learned from my mistakes. I managed to do a successful run of rice aroni for oh, my daughter. Very, very good. And she didn't eat a single bite of it. No, she loved. Oh, it. okay. Come on, <laughs> everybody loves rice aroni. No, <laughs> I just know kids but, are very picky, and that you know. You, oh no, she loves her cart, her cheese, and her carbs. So oh, that's okay, not a problem. okay, good, good. But uh, so let's see. So I managed to, I did, I passed the rice aroni challenge. What else? That's until speaking of food. Um, I lost. I guess it was because like, I wasn't, I wasn't really dieting anymore than usual. But I guess because I was like doing so much more, I lost like like lost a couple pounds, and that's not unheard of because when she was first born, and I was doing like way more. I was sleeping. I was sleeping less. My wife had a had a had a C section, so she was you know like essentially post surgery for like you know bedridden for you know a week or whatever it was, and so I was just running my ass off, and so like when I not only take care of the baby but take care of my wife and like so like I lost I was started to burn so many calories I was like losing weight left and right when she my daughter was first born, and so the same thing happened again like. I started to lose weight. And it was like I was eating less, or I don't think I was, but like just so much more active that I was like, well, I think uh, face stuffing is in order here. Did you feel more stressed? I mean, was it like more stressful for you? Or? No, but I was just doing more. Just I was just like everything, just every every single bit of playtime, every single bit of cooking, every single bit of bedtime and morning time was all, was all me. And so I was definitely burning more calories, and I was like... Well, let's take advantage. I, I fully take advantage. So I'm like, yeah, it's cookies. Time for some cookies. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, but, uh, 
And then I guess since we're talking about weight loss, I lost like about three pounds in the past couple. I've well, I've since put it back, but like when from the flu, I lost about three pounds. So uh, you know, I got to now I'm like back up to my normal weight well, through the, the Super Bowl. Super Bowls will do that to you. Oh yeah, one day, man. <laughs> like one day full of cookies and like onion, dip, French onion dip and sour cream. Oh man, yeah. right there, right there. You're done. <laughs> yeah, break even. It's cold today. Broke even. Anyway, so what else? What else? So just you know, weight loss, um, pushing myself to cook more, um, and then the only the only couple other things. I guess we're since we're talking about food, um. Things that are more challenging when you're a single parent are, like, for example, grocery shopping. And not even the shopping, but, like, unload. Okay, so picture this. It's just you and your kid, your three-year-old, give or take. And you just did a grocery shopping. And now you have to unload the car. Okay. So unloading the car full of groceries, what do you do? Because, like, you got to make a bunch of trips. And, like, so what do you do... It's like to watch your child. Like one option would be like, okay, set her down from the TV. Because if I set her down and turn on a Frozen or something, she's just she's not moving. She's not moving an inch. So I could like, you know, go out to the car and move the groceries. But it's just extra challenging to be because you have perishables, right? So like, you do a grocery shop and then you have to unload it all, and still keep track of her. So like like in in a pinch, if something's going like when I for example when I'm cooking rice or only, what do I do? I turn on the TV, turn on the recording of Frozen or whatever. And she's just glued to the TV, and that gives me a chance to, you know, work in the kitchen and stuff. Right, right. But the hidden advantage of it being the dead of winter is that you don't have to worry about your food perishing (laughs) in the car. It's quite the opposite. You have to worry about your produce freezing if you leave it too long in the car. So when, like, when I was, like, I got home, because, like, I did, like, a Saturday night. Saturday night shop at the grocery store. Come home. I'm just like, I'm just going to leave the groceries in the car, put her to bed, and then go out and unload. Because, like, it was like, that was the other thing. is like, like the first weekend after my wife left, it was about five degrees outside. Like, we didn't even leave the whole weekend, go anywhere the whole weekend, ex- I th- except, I think, for that Saturday night, because it was so awful, so god-awful cold. Right. But it was like, but on the other hand, it was like, well, I have all these perishables in the car. I'm just going to leave them for an hour. There's, there's a, the only thing I actually have to worry about, I'm like, well, I need to make sure I put, like, the bread and the produce in, in like, the front part of the car so the bread won't freeze solid. <laughs> I'm worried about the cold damaging my food, not my ice cream melting in the trunk of the car. I'm like, so, like, sort of like, eh, okay, whatever. So that's, like, a hidden hidden benefit of it being, like, you know, like, the, the cold, it was the coldest part of the winter. The first weekend that I was going to was just the coldest part of the winter. So having to deal with that, but that, that's it. So, like, just a little, maybe a little more fun. It was one of those classic, um, I didn't leave the house almost the entire weekend, and it was playoff, so perfect. Nothing but football yeah. all day Saturday, football all day Sunday. Just hang out with my daughter. You know, we did a grocery shop, and, um... I was cooking lunch, cooking dinner, and just hanging out, playing, watching some football. Yeah, I've uh, as as far as groceries go for me, uh, I I've uh, I've trained them to start helping me carry them in, and I always give them. I always pack a couple things light that aren't gonna break. Obviously, I'm not giving them anything heavy. I'm not giving them glass bottles. I'm not giving them eggs. Bread? I give them bread. 
I give them, okay. if there's chips or something like that, or, you know, some vegetables, some lettuce or whatever, get them light things for them to carry, because the way I see it, it's never too young to start the child labor. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they lived in China, they'd be uh, doing some sort of, uh, scene. they'd be like, uh, what do they call it, like sewing? What's a fancy word for sewing? Like, uh, like uh, stitching. Help me out here. Yeah, or, yeah. Embroidering, either like <laughs> embroidering yeah. or building an iPhone or something. But yeah, I, right now I but, said, uh, for me the only difference between me and Apple is uh, Apple pays them eight cents an hour. So eight cents an hour. Wow. I think that's what Apple pays. I have no idea what they pay. <laughs> oh man, so that's it. So and uh, I guess the last thing was that um, the only extra thing I really had to do was that. Every every Thursday, I have to sign up, like at exactly nine a.m. because there's like the local library, where it's like the the seats go on sale. They don't go on sale, but like there's like a class the following week. Sometime there's a class, like a kid library story time class. Okay. So like at nine a.m. on Thursday, on the dot, my wife's like, "No, you have to register for class." Because it's basically trying to get, like, Springsteen tickets when they go on sale. Nine, like, 9 a.m., I have to be sitting at my computer waiting for it to turn to 9 a.m. so I can sign up to get a spot. I guess the best, the equivalent analogy would be, like, if you fly on Southwest. Oh, and, like, on the on the very second that it's 24 hours before your flight, you have to, like, you know, you have to check in so you get the good boarding seat, you know, the assignment. Wow. It's, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Flying Southwest? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't fly Southwest, but I get the gist, so. Like, 24 hours in advance, you have to, on the nose, if you're not checking in, you know, because you want to be an A group or low B group. And so that's exactly like what I had to do was like, she's like, no, no, Thursday, 9 a.m. You have got, on the nose, you've got to register for that class or she'll get a seat. So it was, it was basically like registering my daughter for a flight to story time. Jesus. Is it that popular? Apparently. Wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Woo. So I was like. Uh, so, uh, so that, that's like an example of like the extra sort of thing that like, oh, I didn't know my wife did that or whatever, but, uh, you know, there's, there's this other thing you can do. It's called just read her a book at home and that's story time. Right. But you're missing, a, you're missing a couple key facts there. Number one, it's socialization. Number two, it's her bringing home horrible flu viruses ah, for me to get. Gotcha. She never, she's never been more... I've never gotten more sick than when she goes, she socializes at the library, and then she brings that back home. You know? Yes, yes. Socialization, so important. The friends that she will make uh, at her age right now uh, will last her a week. <laughs> no, no, she, they're going to have a reunion. The 50-year reunion from, story, some, from Baltimore Storytime. Yeah. Uh, so what else? So that's it. So just little stuff here and there. Not too much. We survived. I, I, I climbed that Rice, Mount Riceroni. <laughs> and uh, and then, then the final thing, I don't know if we have time, but really like the final thing is that my wife brought me home. Um, it, this, this is in the category, I'll wrap things up. This is in the category of a rare food. You want if you want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is that I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with these hard to get foods. Of course. So in my previous job, I had a lot of um, Indian and Sri Lankan coworkers, and you know they would frequently go visit home and come back. And then when you're going to Sri Lanka, 
I don't know about India, but when you're going to Sri Lanka, you transition through like, like, one of two airports because you never take a direct flight. Usually, for the most part, my coworkers they used to go through Dubai, Dubai International Airport, and they always used to come back and bring this this particular dessert. Like at this particular, at the duty free shop, they always got these baklava. He's really awesome baklava from like this. Then you can only get them basically like at a Middle Eastern airport. Okay. And so then you know I haven't I haven't worked there in a couple of years and I'm just dying for these things. I, I I have the website but like really the website was like a they're they're a distributor really. I don't I don't even know if I could order them if I could it'd probably be way too expensive. My wife would let me so like I kind of knew who the distributor was or like the manufacturer but I couldn't really order them. And my wife says, okay, yeah, she's going. She went to Sri Lanka for two years. I'm like, oh, you got to look. You got to look at the airport for the for the thing. And, um, but she transitioned through, and I don't know if it's Qatar or Qatar, but she went through Doha, which is Qatar, Qatar. If, Qatar, you recognize when I say Qatar, right? Yeah, Qatar, yeah, yeah. I want to I say Qatar, but I think it's I think Qatar. it is Qatar, so. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so she went, she had a layover both ways in Doha, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going crazy. I'm like, you got to look for these things. And lo and behold, my wife managed, because she had a couple hours coming back in Doha. And she was like, she, you know, asking the person at the counter or whatever, this some random duty-free shop. And she managed to find the exact, like, baklava that I was looking for. She got me, like, four big boxes of it. I was so happy. Awesome. But like we're she's like she's in the airport, we're texting back and forth, she's sending me pictures, she's you know, sending me pictures back and forth. I'm like, is that the right one? Is that the wrong one? You know? <laughs> and then since I re um I was I was kind of freaking out because when I got it I looked on the back of the box and it was a different it was a different name. And I'm like, ooh, this might not be the same guy. But then I went to the website and they they've completely rebranded themselves. But I, I like did some sleuthing and I looked at the old website, looked at the new website, and found out it was the sa- it was the same address, like the same PO box, in like the airport industrial park in like, in Dubai or something. And I'm like I'm like oh this is the same company, and I completely understand why they cha- they did the rebranding. So here's a little shout out. So the company or like the branding they call it, they call them Petite Gourmet or. P-E-T-I-T, PetiteGourmet.com. They do all these, and they, their stuff is basically only available like at airports in the Middle East, in Asia. Okay. And when I first got them, they, the website was B&B Gourmet. Because it was, it was like the something, it was the something brothers. It was like the B&B Brothers Gourmet. And I'm like, hmm, the website is B&B Gourmet. Just off the top of your head, does that seem like close to something you might not want to be branded as hmm. <laughs> hmm. basically a letter off from bomb <laughs> they're a middle eastern company who have bomb in their web address <laughs> so understandably they've rebranded to petite gourmet yeah they got rid of the bmb <laughs> but it was like it was just complete coincidence like it was like it's the something it was like their initials it was like you know the bob and muhammad brothers or something so i mean it, something <laughs> like that you know this is what this wonderful like wonderful confectioners just this awesome candy all kinds of candy so they rebranded as pet petite gourmet and um i was so excited so my like my latest sighting of rare food, I had my wife bring me back baklava 
from Cutter, from Doha Cutter, and I, I was so excited. And it's the same sort of thing. She brought me back four boxes, and now I got to ration myself because, like, I've already consumed <laughs> one box, and I got I got three left, right? And then, like, luckily the expiration dates are kind of spread out. I got one that expires next month. I got a couple that expire like in August. Okay. So I got to cuss, and then I got to spread this shit out, and it's like, well, if I go too long, it might be bad if I like way too far past the, exp- you know? So. Yeah. I have to ration myself you have to because pace yourself. it's probably going to be a while before my wife is back in Doha. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's like this week's rare food set. Well, my obsessiveness you're, you're in luck because I I hear that's where they're holding the Baltimore Children's Library reading hour reunion next week. <laughs> is in uh, yeah, but she's not going to be attending until uh, the year twenty fifty. I don't know. In Doha, yeah, it was an odd place, but they got a great deal on the on the hall there. So what are you gonna do? Hmm. So. Now, what is the website to register for? Is it like Anthrax, AnthraxReunion.com or something? <laughs> <coughs> but uh, anyway, so that's just like sort of summary. Of the Mildly amusing uh, single parent. That's it. So it's fine. Nothing. No surprises. No, just uh, you know, some, some weight loss. Yeah. I, mean, I guess, yeah. So it sort of balances out. Lose it away, and then your wife brings you back. Brings you back like 10 million calories worth of baklava. <laughs> well, there there went the extra five pounds that you had lost there. It's right there. It's in, yeah. it's in baklava it's all, you know, and cookies zero and sum game. French onion dip. Oh, man. Yeah. I was kind of, I was like trying to keep the weight off because I was like, I know it was going to, I know it was going to break even after the Super Bowl. Woo. Yeah. Well, at least you broke even. There you go. So Mo- most Americans can't say they did that. So it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like a flu. On one hand, I got like, you know, single parenting the flu. The other hand, I have like rare baklava and the Super Bowl. And by the way, I'm still, and she baked me like, uh, I want to say 3,000 chocolate chip cookies. So. Three thousand. I might be overestimating, but just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. You're not one to exaggerate. Never. No, no, I never. <laughs> never, never in a million years. Never in a million years. You're quite literal. Yes. Um. So that's it. So I just I wanted to have one one follow up from the last podcast. This is like just a, such a minor thing, but we were we were talking about Dunkin' Donuts in the Northeast, and it's like what constitutes the Northeast. So I did some homework. Okay. And I googled just I just randomly googled, and I, for some reason I hit upon the Department of Labor, the U.S. Department of Labor website. Fake news! Fake news! All those numbers are fake news. <laughs> Sorry. They they classify the Northeast as including at least this is the Northeast region of the Department of Labor. They include like you know Maryland and Virginia, and Maine and Massachusetts, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. Really? Puerto Rico? Think about that for a second. For the Department of Labor, the Northeast region includes Puerto Rico and the Virgin, and the Virgin Islands. Islands. That's crazy. Please explain that to me. That's just crazy there. That's crazy talk. So not only not only am I in the Northeast, according to the Department of Labor, but so is San Juan. <laughs> now... Did I, I I I follow the news, but I didn't think that Hurricane Maria actually 
was so strong it pushed the island <laughs> 3,000 miles north. Well, did I did I miss that? And it must have picked up the Virgin Islands as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the whole the whole Caribbean just relocated to wow. like right off of Long Island. I that that's a, according I mean, to the. Why would they pick the Northeast? I mean, if they had to pick anything, why the Northeast? I'm guessing because like they had to like they wanted to balance out like the number like of people. Let's say it was like oh we want to balance out to make sure that the regions have an equal number of people. So it's like something about like having a certain number of employees to cover claims or like okay. maybe they were light in the northeast region but they had so they had to put puerto Rico somewhere and like okay northeast is light we have more people more caseworkers up there that's my guess right um my guess would be maybe they look for some type of cultural tie from the mainland to like puerto rico and there is a large puerto rican presence in new york and possibly yeah. that could that connection was enough for them to align Puerto Rico with the Northeast. Now, the question uh, is, Florida is becoming uh, uh, much more populated by Puerto Rican citizens, especially now those who are displaced by the storm. So if my guess is correct, and that was the reasoning behind it, will Puerto Rico shift to the Southeast if Florida... If the Puerto Rican population of Florida overcomes the Puerto Rican population of New York. Okay, that was odd. Uh, Verizon. Verizon let us down again, but uh, that's all right. That's all right. So, so you were saying? I'll, I'll, rephrase, Puerto... I'll rephrase my question, or I'll, I'll, I'll re-say it. Um, the, if, if my reasoning is correct, and that the, the connection to Puerto Rico being located in the Northeast is the population of new york having a high uh density population of, of puerto ricans with florida uh the puerto rican puerto rican population of florida growing uh especially those being displaced by hurricane maria itself uh if the floridian uh number of puerto ricans uh grows past the new york number of puerto ricans Will Puerto Rico be relocated to the southeast? I don't care. The only thing I care about is the fact that I want every single Puerto Rican to move to Florida and then vote against the Republicans. That's what I want. Oh, because I don't I, I don't, I don't no, think I don't, you have to I don't worry know. about that. I don't think you're gonna have to worry about that at all. So Why? Well, traditionally Puerto Ricans are uh, vote Democrat anyway. And I don't think Trump is the most popular person in Puerto Rico right now. Exactly, because of how Puerto Rico was treated like shit in the hurricane. Yes. So li I literally want every Puerto Rican to move to the mainland. Because as we know, Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. Yes, and have surprise, been for Mr. Trump. They are U.S. citizens. Yes. I know. Sh shocking. I know. Yes. But I want every single one of them to move to the mainland and vote Democrat. I think that's a very good chance of that happening. Come stay with me. <laughs> that's... I would love to see this red state go blue permanently. Uh, all I have to say is, bienvenido a uh, Estados Unidos. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, <clears throat> well, we'll make a we'll make a conclusion here. <coughs> and if you decide to just merge the two podcasts, this part will cut out, so we don't have to worry. Yeah, about it. because we're. Uh, but it, we're, if uh, we decide to keep it, we're running, We're gonna. We're gonna have. A, we're gonna end things early tonight, but I think we're gonna pick up tomorrow because it's such a. It's sort of a special occasion. We had a, a you know a 
uh, we have a, a backlog of material. Oh yes, yes, we still it's, have a Last Jedi review. So, so I we got tons. I got oh, I got tons more yeah. stuff. But uh, so we're gonna end. We're gonna end it tonight, and uh, I don't know. I think we'll just. Uh, I think we'll splice them together. We'll just make it one big episode. You want to make it one big episode? And so, yeah, and so like. Uh, or do you want to, do you want to, I don't know, do you want to make, I'll tell you what, let's, let's make, let's make an ending, I'm going to make an ending, and, and Kate, that'll at least give you the option, and obviously, if you decide to splice it, then all this will be cut out, and nobody will hear it, so, who cares, so, or maybe I'll include it all, oh, it'll be bonus material, so, in in, in case this is two separate episodes, uh, let's, let's go ahead and give the phrase that pays, yeah, let's just end it. Let's just do a normal ending, a quick ending, and then it might be two episodes, might be one episode. You never know. Okay. But uh, let's see the the phrase that pays. Uh, baklava. Baklava. Mm, be a little more specific. How about petit petite gourmet baklava? Petite gourmet baklava. Petite gourmet yes. baklava. Okay. And uh, if you are our our listener prime. Uh, what I'm throwing into the box this week is a box of rice the San Francisco treat. A box of rice Are you going to pre-burn it for them? No, no, no. It? I will let them do their own burning. This will be unopened, untampered rice so. Okay. So, safety and, seal uh, for your protection. Email. The email address, uh, darrenandted at gmail.com. Yep. That's, that's what you do with the phrase it pays. And if 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 you're wondering the shit about the phrase of page, just listen to the last podcast, well, or any of other podcasts. But basically, just email us with the phrase of page. You win this. You won. You win these fabulous prizes, and um, whatever. So what about now? oh? The other thing is we have a new logo. We have a lovely new um, logo for um, our various social media outlets. Obviously, our our cast box location you can but also on uh we're Facebook on stitcher Twitter, yeah right? you can find us on stitcher you can find us on pocket cast hope soon to be on itunes um at what about now pod at, on facebook and twitter but again we have our new uh slightly better uh, logo yeah there yeah so follow us on twitter at what about now pod uh we have uh one follower um we have one follower yeah. Ooh, it's time for a party we have our single follower party yeah we have a single follower um, they have not tweeted us yet. They, I think, are a Steve Martin shadow account, like fan account. I don't even. I don't even understand it. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not. I don't care. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't care. You're, you're old. You don't understand Twitter. <laughs> well, if the president can understand Twitter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he doesn't understand Twitter either. That... He just types something and regurgitates it out <laughs> to, the, to the internet for the whole oh. world to go. What the fuck have we done? Jeez. That's what he does. So. Oh, man. That's about it. So social media, blah, blah, blah. And uh, this has been, uh, I don't know how long has it been. Has it been an hour? It's been about an hour. Yeah. Kind of, we're shorting it today, but uh, yep, but, another one but, tomorrow. Um, yeah, another unfortunately, one tomorrow. I'm on a new work schedule, so this is uh, Betty by time for me. <coughs> so. But uh, don't worry, uh, another, another episode will be coming within 24 hours, and we will do our long-awaited and never-clamored-for Review of The Last Jedi. Now that it's been out for two months, you should have seen it. Yes. <laughs> it will not be spoiler-free. We'll be going specifically on certain plot points. So, 
If you haven't seen it yet, oh no, shame it's on you. actually going to be nothing. I think just as a little tease, I figure we're going to open with all the spoilers. Oh uh, yeah, we're just going to get it out of the way. We're going to open with nothing but spoilers. Yeah. It's nothing but a spoiler-filled review. Yes, and we're going to talk about the new projects coming down the line. We've got the uh, trailer for Solo, um, the the duo behind Game of Thrones. They just announced today they're taking over a trilogy as well. So there's going to be two apparent Star Wars trilogies coming out. One from Ryan Johnson. One from the, t- the duo that does Game of Thrones. There's a Whoa. Star Wars TV that's a series in the works for the Disney streaming channel. There's so much Star Wars coming out there, you're not going to know which end is up. So we'll kind of cover all of that. Wow. So. But, all right. Okay. So all that and more on the next soon to be uh, recorded and posted uh, episode of what about now it's a, it's a bonus it's a twofer it's a bonus it's a bonus we're gonna post two As... two maybe we'll post well maybe we'll do two episodes but we'll post them at the same time i think that's what you said yeah that's that was that's my a... suggestion so they're 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 thematically different enough to where they could be separate so but boom they're both gonna go up on the same day yes it's the old ernie banks chicago cubs let's do two Maybe like Netflix, when Netflix drops a whole season of some shitty show like Fuller House, <laughs> put all on, on one day, just boom, whole season. We're going to drop a whole season of What About Now on one day. We're slightly better than Fuller House. All right, maybe not. Uh, that That's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. It, dep- it, it depends whether or not Stamos is guest starring, because if Stamos is guest starring, we can't compete with that. Yeah, no, this is true. But at least yeah. we I we guarantee you to have more references of Larry Drake on our show than they have on Fuller House. And now, what, what, where can, yeah. where can you get Larry Drake references? Uh, mostly at cemeteries nowadays. Ooh. Next episode, we're gonna go in depth about Joey Suzu. Joey, you mean uh, Donald David da- Pleasant? David Leisure. David Leisure. David Le- Oh shit! I was so ah. David Leisure. I- you got David Leisure and Donald David Pleasance Le- kind of mixed up there for a second. I know, I know there, but I was I got the did I think I got the David right, right? David Leisure, wow. David Leisure, yeah. You know what? Hello to me. He'll always be the bald guy from Airplane. Yes, yes, the Harry Krishna, exactly. So yeah, the Harry Krishna from Airplane, or yeah. or the uh, the horny neighbor in Empty Nest. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I dropped an empty nest. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Okay. It's starting to get cold in my little room. Oh my goodness! It's dropped back to sixty-four in my little room here. So, so it's time to get your uh, your ass warmed up. So until next time, which will be very soon. This is Darren. <laughs> and this is Ted. And this has been another episode of What About Now. What about See now? See you soon.